Good morning everyone, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time you're listening to this right now. This is the Think Depth Business Show and it's your host Milton Tutu. And on this episode I have Mr. Ebuka Anichebe with us and he is going to tell us something and teach us something that will change our life and business forever. Hello Mr. Ebuka Anichebe, how are you doing this morning? Very well, thank you. Wow. How are you? I'm fine, I'm I'm fine, I'm phenomenal, thank you. Tell us a little bit about yourself, sir. Well, my name is Ivo Kanichebe and I'm a business coach with a particular slant to marketing. Hmm. Marketing for small businesses, big businesses, medium-sized businesses. All kinds of businesses, really, um, because the principles remain the same, but the budgets may change. Okay. And so I help people, uh, companies, entrepreneurs, freelancers, with their market positioning, their marketing messages, and how to connect with other people who I call messengers in how to distribute the market and build trust. Okay. That's okay. what I do. Hmm. That's phenomenal. That's, it seems that you're really, really, really into marketing because your book is basically about marketing also. It is about marketing. <laughs> it's about marketing. I, I, I like to think that everybody has to market. Sure. Right, everybody has to market. You don't necessarily have to be in sales to be into marketing, but you you do have to market. Whether you're a lawyer or an architect, you do have to market yourself. True. So you're this correct. book was meant for that. So talking about marketing, we were having a conversation when you were telling me some things about um understanding human needs to drive business and sales. Could you expatiate more on that? Oh yes. So for me, where I see um. Human beings, I think people, before people buy, okay. people buy for either emotional reasons or logical reasons. Most often emotional reasons disguised to be the rational reasons so that they can rationalize why they spent money on something. Sure. So, for example, earlier on this year, I bought myself a really nice Lexus Jeep and I rationalized that, well, you know, I'm the MD of this company. So people will need to look at me in a certain way. I can't be <laughs> driving around, you know. Uh, it pulls it you false. No, I can't, you know. And so that's, that way I rationalized why I made that purchase. But if I was to tell myself this, I really just wanted to look good. It made me feel good driving around in an SUV. And that's really what that was about, right? So okay. we, we take emotional decisions and try to rationalize them. And so if you really understand on an emotional level what your customer is looking for, mm -hmm. then you would know what buttons to push. You would know what words to use to really get them to tip over and land that there. And wow. that's what I want to teach you. Wow. So talking about these buttons, can you can you tell us, because most times one of the reasons why business or people don't know or people don't make sales or or they're not effective in their marketing is because they don't understand these human needs, they don't understand these buttons that they can press to make people beg them to take their money for whatever it is that they sell. Can you tell us these buttons, um, these emotional triggers that we could um, trigger or press to make people um, beg us to take their money for what it is that they sell? Alright, so um, first, first button I think is quite critical is the button of certainty. Mm. Certainty. The, the need, the human need to be certain that you're not making a wrong decision. 
it's this need that drives us to purchase products where we have a seven day or fourteen day or one month return policy, right? Mm-hmm. And you know that if you should ever feel what um, people call buyer's regret, where you buy something and then the next day you're asking yourself, well, why did I even buy this? And I have five of them already in my <laughs> wardrobe and I'm not even using it. Yes. So it, that's, um, if you know you can return it, then it gives you um, that security that you can actually go ahead and still make the purchase because you can return it. So that's quite important when if you're selling something, something new, something um, that you you think people may not have used before and so in order to give them the assurance that hey you're with them you can either give them a return policy or you can give them a warranty now warranties are very important to be able to give your customers i mean let's look at a company um, in nigeria that came out sometime in 2000 and um, i think 2003 um yeah motors okay sometimes for around that area that era um, Kia came to Nigeria. They were making good steel. I mean, this was a new company. They were from Korea. And Nigerians were more or less like, um, hmm, be Korea car again. Korea, they do car. Um, <laughs> Korea, Korea cars are, no, the Korea is not just stabilizers and calculators they do. And that was the general impression of a meeting Korea vehicle. And then Kia had to go back to the drawing table, really understand what Nigerians were afraid of? What was the fear? What was making them not to buy? Because let's remember, they were selling a car for, a brand new car for a million naira there. Wow. Just one million naira. Yeah, the, the, the Kia Picanto. 990,000 naira, actually. So you wouldn't have 10,000 naira to buy fuel. Right? And people were still not buying. And so they had to realize that what people were afraid of was the fact that they, this was a new product. They didn't know where they could get spare parts. They didn't know who could fix the car and all of that, right? And so what they then did was to offer a warranty. And they said, look, we will give you a warranty for three years. Whatever goes wrong with the car, whether it's brake part, whatever you have, just bring the car back and we'll fix it for you. And the moment they could put that out there, they had that on billboards and newspapers, then they started flying out, Wow! right? I mean, my brother and my twin brother bought one. My younger brother bought another one, right? And it was just like, oh, one person telling the next person, look, there's warranty period, so not no shaking. Anything may happen, you carry it up to the shop. And that changed their fortunes around. I mean, Kia is now um, one of the most highly purchased vehicles in Nigeria. I mean, most banks will either use a Toyota or a Kia. So that goes to show you that warranties do work, but because it feeds the human emotion mm-hmm. and our need for certainty. That's number one. It's quite critical for um, businessmen to do this. Um, I wrote a book and I asked, I told people, look, if you don't like the book, just let me know. I'm sorry, finish reading this. If you don't like it, send it back to me and I'll give you back your money back. Not a single person has done that. Wow. Not a single person has done that. Like, it's, it's people listen, it gets their respect, their attention, and their confidence to actually pass with money when you give them that warranty. I think as business people, we should definitely deploy that need for certainty in our marketing message. So that's it. That's it. Wow. 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 This is phenomenal. I am getting to learn some new things about marketing that I'm going to implement right now. Yesterday, uh, yesterday you said something concerning, um, I'm trying to bring my notepad now. 
Yes, you said something concerning um, fear of temporary loss that we are also driven by greed and loss. Um, oh, yeah. Yes, could you talk about that? Oh, yes. Yeah. So I, I was talking that on a macro level, okay, human beings are either driven by a sense of greed okay. in order to achieve more, get more, conquer more, whatever you say. It's just that greed of becoming more. Okay. Right? Or they are afraid of loss. There's a sense of loss aversion, right? They don't want to do something that will make them look bad, look foolish, be ashamed, lose money, right? They don't okay. want that. So it's either one of these two that are driving them. So your job is to therefore create certainty in one of these areas. Assure people that, look, you're going to definitely make money by investing or by buying this, right? Or tell them they're going to actually save money. This is the same thing, either way you look at it. If you, if you can earn one night today, that's good. If you can save one night today, that's still good, right? But mm -hmm. some people are driven on a meta level much more towards achieving something, while other people are driven towards avoiding loss. Mm. So the example I was trying to give you yesterday was that of my children. Now, my first son, he is more about avoiding loss. So, if you tell him something like, Jesse, come on, go and take your siesta. He says, Daddy, I'm not even feeling sleepy. He says, yes, but you should be tired by now. He says, Daddy, I'm not tired. I say, well, we are tired of you. Go and take your siesta. <laughs> if you go and sleep now, Jesse will give you ice cream. He says, I don't even like ice cream. Even yesterday, he was begging for the ice cream. You, you, but now, so he doesn't respond to, okay, those inducements. But I'll tell you what he responds to. Just go and sleep or let I will seize your PlayStation, right? And then he immediately stands up and goes to sleep. So the language that works for him is that fear of loss, mm. right? But for my first daughter, I tell her, Chimdi, go and sleep. And I'll give you ice cream when, she wakes, when you wake up. He says, what kind of ice cream, vanilla or strawberry? And, and that's the only question she asks. You tell her vanilla or whichever one you like. She stands up, she goes to sleep. And it's that simple. She's much more driven towards gaining something for herself. And so you need to know which buttons to press. Hmm. You need to be able to test. If you're meeting someone for the first time, you need to be able to test and see which one they respond to okay. more easily, right? And you can tell them, you know, if you buy this, right, you can actually save yourself money. If they shrug and it's not like, mm, well, whatever, then you need to be able to t change that language and say so you can actually gain or benefit this. Mm. And then you'll see the reaction. You, you must be able to watch them and see the reactions. And, you know, there are different ways in order to tell this. It will be the quickening on their voice, the shift posture. They become much more open. They talk more excitedly um, or quickly. All of these can tell you that somebody is actually... Um, interested in what you're offering because mm. you're now speaking in the language. Yeah, language. That's to understand. Yeah. Oh, wow, oh, wow, oh, wow. This is phenomenal. A whole lot of new things to learn. <laughs> yeah, there, just there, are like... things. There, are, there are some things. In the, I mean, these are, these are the, the, the fine the fine tuning of um, neuro linguistic programming. And I'm mm. sure you've gone for that course. Yes, so yes, I have. What I went to do further after the course was just taking the parts that I, I never wanted to be a therapist. I know you're a therapist, but I just know I, it's, not, it's not for me. People, I, I get too emotional, so I keep thinking of people's issues forever. <laughs> so, but when it comes to marketing, 
I'm more attuned to using this NLP tool and seeing how it fits into um, conditioning the human mind to want to buy from you, become more receptive hmm. and to build rapport with people based on your understanding of what makes them think. Hmm. 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 This is this is great. And um and and for how long have you been practicing this? Well, for the last four years now. For the last four years. For the actually, last four years. Wow. For the last four years, I've been doing. So I've been practicing NLP and marketing together for the last four years. But um, I mean, I've been doing marketing before then. Just the traditional sense of it, you know, the four P's of marketing and the rest of that. But this just changes it in, on a different level. Okay. Okay. So could you give us just one little marketing secret? One of your Top little marketing secret that if we apply it right now, our sales and our marketing game is going to be phenomenal. Unfortunately, the truth is this: I, there's no particular one secret. Like hmm. there's no particular one secret that works for everybody across every industry. So it depends on whether you're marketing online or offline, right? right? And these 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 things then matter. So if I were to tell you. Anything else. So you, you practice more of educational marketing, and mm -hmm. that's a big secret, right? It's, not, it's no longer a secret because quite a number of people are doing this, but quite a number of people are not doing this because what's easy to do is also easy not to do. So, um, educational marketing will be one of my major secrets. Hmm. And so, I was training some of my staff because um, we want to put up a seminar on the 30th of March. Okay. And I was training some, some new staff. And I said, I said to them, I said, Look, when you go to meet the client, not first go there with the mindset of wanting to take something from them. So I taught them on a framework that they could use to go into any business and actually help the business owner think of their business in it from a different dimension. Hmm. And so the first thing they're going to do when they go out there is actually to teach, not to sell, but to teach them on something that they didn't know before. Hmm. Because if they can actually teach and deliver on something they didn't know before, conduct this little mini seminar, one-on-one -on -one seminar mm -hmm. with someone, then they have put themselves in a position where the person is receptive to want to listen to what they have to say. Sure. So they must prove themselves to be useful first. And educating someone is an easy way to prove that you are useful to them. So yes, mm. um, that's, that's one secret I think that more people should do. And when I say more people, I say, I see people in Nigerians, for example, are underinsured. And when, I mean, they are underinsured because the insurance agencies don't do a good job in educating people on why they need insurance, what kind of insurance it is, mm -hmm. um, the duration and all of that, all the benefits that they can get from the, having life insurance, health insurance, and all of these. They don't do a good enough job. So people shy away from it. And getting insured and just say, oh no, I trust, I pray to God, I, I trust in God. It's more than that. It's more than that. Um, same thing for forex traders. They do not have enough of um, people engaging in forex, especially when it comes to women. No women are not in forex because they keep talking about peeps and, you know, some strange, strange terminologies and they should really learn how to mm -hmm. educate the people in simple everyday language mm -hmm. and get them to buy more. So yeah. I see it across different industries, and um, I'm trying to change that one, one, one step at a time. Hmm, phenomenal, phenomenal, great. So about your about your book, the Smart Hustler Playbook. 
yeah. uh, tell us a little bit about it, how we can get it, and um, how much is it also. Okay, so for the Smart Hustler Playbook, um, it's 5,000 naira for the paperback. Okay. And you can get it by either going on my website, um, askabuka.com slash askabuka. And you, you, you see directions there, you see a bit of news. You can also download the first section. The book is divided into five different sections. You can download the first section for free mm-hmm. and wow. read it before you decide if you want to take on the rest of it. But it is about, and I divide it into sections because I think um, business owners should come from the first of all, first um, five chapters talks about seeing things, doing things your way. Okay. Right? Everybody has different ways of thinking and living. So I try not to be anybody's guru and tell you this is what you must do. Because I know that everybody has a different value system. Some people see life as a ladder. Some people see life as a journey. It depends on who you're taking your advice from. Mm-hmm. The guy that sees life as a ladder, as a long career ladder, and he has to be keep climbing up and up, right? He's going to give you different tips from the guy that sees life as a journey. And so um, the book talks about, the first section talks about you, about really understanding who you are, what is important to you. Don't just go starting any business just because your neighbor is successful in that business. You may not be well um, attuned to that type of business. So understand what your passions are, what your talents are, um, fine-tune those talents into skills, turn those skills into opportunities for yourself. And so we talked about all of that. That's that section. Okay. Wow. And then the second section then talks about how you can market yourself. Right? From a broad perspective. And I'm using stories from um, Ron to girls to um, to Shaman and to 419 um, boys and even um, fake pastors. And I'm using those stories, you know, in the Nigerian context so that people can easily relate with it and understand why things are the way they are. Huh. When I was growing up, Milton, Nigerian pastors, if you, if you grew up in a Pentecostal home, you realize that testimonials used to happen after, after church service, I mean, towards the end. Sure. Well, after a bit of fine-tuning, most churches, I mean, all across all Pentecostal churches now, um, testimonials tend to happen even before the pastor picks up the mic to preach. Hmm. And I thought that it's important because sometimes we require other people's testimonies sure, to, in be order able to, to believe our mind, to build our own faith, yes. Having that from the pastor is not enough because he's the pastor. You say, well, that's his job. But when I see my friend or my brother or the guy sitting down beside me, stand up and go and give a powerful testimony. If I came to church that day just out of habit, suddenly that changes, that transforms everything. And I'm now like, okay, look, you have to pay attention. My testimony is not so And that's, 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 um, that's a mind-shifting um, tactic that every church has approached. Mm-hmm. I wish more business people could look at that and start seeing how they too can take up testimonials, the customer's testimonials, and start using it in their social marketing, right? Mm. People can start looking at them and say, okay, if this person bought, then there has to be something said about this, and use it to make up their own mind, help people make up their mind. So, yeah, that's, um, the book talks about that in detail, so people have to read it and um, understand more of this. I, I'll tell you why this is a passion for me, why okay. teaching people about marketing is a passion for me. 
I think the difference between rich people and poor people is that the rich people now market any stuff. Like mm. any stuff. They can wake up tomorrow, they go overseas, go on a holiday, and they see something that they think that they can sell in Nigeria. And before you know, they go to ask for the business owner and they are discussing how to have a franchise or an outlet in Africa, right? Mm-hmm. And before you know, you see a Cold Stone or a Domino's or a Figaro Pizza, one of these businesses you see, they come here because somebody knows how to market to Nigerians. But if you're poor, I think the next best thing you can do is to learn marketing because you can always turn around, look for a business that isn't performing well and choose to market that business. If you do not have money in your pocket, but you do have contacts in the market, you can go talk to someone in the market. If you have trust, any kind of resource will do. Money is just one form of resource. But you, you, I mean, you have social capital, which is the trust you have in your neighborhood. If you have that, why not? You can go out and make money for yourself. You can look for a problem to solve. You can get a market woman that has nothing to do with Instagram or Facebook, offers pictures of all her products and put it online and be our online manager. So it's really about our own way of becoming resourceful with whatever kind of capital we have, mm-hmm. whether that's intellectual capital, social capital, political capital, um, beauty, yeah, erotic capital. Like if, you, if you're beautiful, you can advertise other people's goods and still make money for yourself on, on a commission basis. So yeah, we just need to know what kind of capital we have and what we do use that to do in exchange for financial capital. Wow, wow, wow. We should know the type of capital we have and how we could exchange that for financial capital. That yeah. is that is phenomenal. My notepad is full already. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Mr. Ebukani Chebe, for having the time to share all of these deep marketing secrets with us. Yes, I'm now I um I am now full time into marketing. Um okay. right. I write sales, copy, copywriting, and also I do marketing consulting. So I'm not just a therapist, just to make that clear. Oh, awesome. Okay, that's good. That's good. Then. That's really good. Because, I mean, I know you have what it takes. I was wondering, why is this guy doing just therapy? Like, this is where the money is, you know? Yeah, true. So, yeah, ma- ma- marketing, marketing is key. We, we need more marketing agencies because, for many reasons, Milton, people, people shy away from marketing in Nigeria. Because sure. of the way the bank has made it look like, okay, marketing is very position. You have to go and sit around to make money. And um, it's wrong. It's, it's a lie. It's mm. a lie. Mm. Yeah, maybe the people have been guilty of doing sharp practices in the past. But mm-hmm. um, I think with a bit of refinement and understanding that you're not here to sell, you're here to serve. Mm. And once you know the difference between who you're trying to sell to or who you're trying to serve, just go look for the people that you're trying to serve. Mm. End of story. It makes it all the more easier. Like, go be genuine and look for people that you know you can actually serve and tell them, look, um, this is what I can really do for you and this is the benefits to you, right? And then mm-hmm. once you can sell them in the dream, and this is the, this is the, this is the sixth point, once you can sell a man a dream, he will pay any price to get that dream. Any mm. price. Mm. Any price. And that's the secret. That's the secret. Wow, wow. Once you can sell a man a dream, he'll pay any price to get that dream. That's his deep. That's his deep. Wow. So we should learn how to serve instead of selling. Yeah. Right? Yes. And how to serve. I know this is even for you. Like on a, on a deep emotional level, if I'm going to a meeting and I know that my services 
the product I am carrying will actually work for you. Then guess who's in power? Guess who's in control? You are. I am. Because I, need, I have what you need. Right? You should try to sell me your money. True. <laughs> you <laughs> should try to sell me your money. And why I should give you my book. Why I should give you my time. You should be the one trying to sell to me your money. And why... If otherwise, I can just tell you, oh, look, don't worry, it's not for you, and I can take my book and leave, right? And if I've sold you, if I've done a good enough job, and I've told you about all the things you could be missing, and all the things you can be benefiting by buying a copy of this book, and I now tell you, madam, don't worry, it's not for you. You're going to say, what do you mean it's not for me? And you even get hostile sometimes, like, what do you mean it's not for me? I have the money to pay, I want to pay, and you say it's not for me. I say, madam, it's not for you. You understand? You don't understand the, you don't appreciate the full value that you can get from this. It's not for you you see them get violent. And yeah. suddenly you realize that what you own is much bigger than what the money that they to give to you. Yeah. And that makes all the sense in the world. Once you can get this, this is the reason, I mean, Steve Jobs could do this. That's why people shoot, you know, they queue for Apple phones for days. Why? Because they feel that their $1,000 is nothing compared to the magic that an Apple phone can and provide yeah. for them. Sure. Yeah. So, so they will queue up with their $1,000 in their pocket, literally begging to be sold to. So, um, we can all learn that. I think we can all learn that. And once we learn how to do that, then everything changes. We can become more valuable in the marketplace. I have to put my hands together for you. <laughs> <laughs> You're good at this, I must say. You are, you are, you are, you are really, really good at this. And I'm sure, I'm sure you should be charging over a million naira for marketing consultation because the value you're dishing out right now is way much more than that. Trust me, it's way much more than that. Okay, just to round up, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much, um, Mr. Ibukam Nichibe. God bless you, really. Um, wh- um, one of the things that happened to me last year, one of the best things that happened to me late last year was me having to meet you because you're one of the people that actually impacted into my life late last year. And this year I was like, okay, I want to develop a better relationship with you. And thank God it's happening. Glory be to God. Right? So thank you. thank you so much for being a person of value. Thank you so much for walking on the face of this earth. Thank you so much for deciding to choose yourself and do things that men mortals can't do. Thank you so much. I am grateful. You're one of the depth thinkers and the think depth people that we need on the face of this earth. God bless you, Mr. Ebuka. Thank you so much for this session. So Thank you very much for your kind words. Thank you very much. You're welcome, sir. So how can we reach you? Okay, if you want to reach me, um, all my details are on the website, askebuka.com. Just go to www.askebuka.com. Okay. Right? And that you'll find my contact page, you'll find my email address is there, my phone numbers are there, everything is there, basically. Um, if you're on social media, use the hashtag AskEbuka and you'll see all my works that okay. I've signed since 2014 or 2008. Yeah, oh. AskEbuka handle the hashtag on Facebook or Instagram. Okay, please, could you just quickly spell the Ebuka for the international audience? Okay, for the international audience, Ebuka is spelled E-B-U-K-A. So if you're on Instagram or Facebook, ask, ask you know how to spell ask, A-S-K. And then Ebuka, E-B-U-K-E, one word. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Have a great day, sir. I appreciate your time. Thanks for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. You call me anytime, I'll be back, okay? Awesome, awesome, sir. Thank you so much. Have a good day. All right. right. Nothing can stop me. I'm all the way up.